0: Sky Sports Radio loves talking racing
1: The people, the
0: jockeys, the
1: horses The gate's open now, they're off and racing
2: Time now for Punter's Postmortem
1: Have a look at this, how much did this have on the
2: field? Analysis of the weekend's racing plus your calls Welcome to Punter's Postmortem yeah, good morning and welcome to Punters Postmortem on this 8th of Feb, Monday. Of course, a big thanks to the Big Sports Breakfast team live there this morning at the Star for the Super Bowl, but uh, you've now got, for the next hour, uh, a stellar lineup, and your questions are required via text and via phone here on Punters Postmortem. You've got Dean Lester, Ron Duffercy, and Glenn Munsey back from a spell, looking forward to a, a massive autumn ahead. Of course, we're not even actually at the official start of the Racing Autumn Carnival. Uh, we've still got 30-odd uh, days until that gets underway. Uh, the countdown is 33 days until that carnival commences, but i tell you what, it felt like it was in nearly a, a full swing on Saturday considering the horse flesh that went around, as Duff alluded to, when he spoke to the Big Sports Breakfast team. As always, uh, this next hour is about you, the punter. If you've got any questions for our team, make sure you give us a call. 135353, or 53. We'll get involved on the text line. I'll go to you first, Ron Doversy. Uh, even though there was a bit of uh, sort of what would you say, murky rain around city to start proceedings. It was still a great race day, and, geez, if we're in for that sort of stuff, that sort of racing for the next couple of months, we're in for a big treat.
3: Yeah, we certainly are, Dave. Um, You wouldn't have thought it wasn't the official start of the Autumn Carnival because of some of the horse flesh on show, and I must say we were a little bit worried when that drizzling rain started coming down, you know, probably well around just before the first and just... Uh, continued a little bit into the day but it didn't affect the track i thought the track was was absolutely perfect there we only got to a soft 5 and and uh, you know we were a second or two off the speed there as far as times is concerned so it was a lovely cushion and and some some really good results for for connections as well. So, um, like you said, there's some really promising types with your written beauties on show, and your April rain looks progressive. we will come to him, mm. you know. Pelter, yeah, we we get to see him so early in the autumn, and. Uh, And a new horse emerging, rocketing by. And, uh, you know, even shared ambition back with a win and a promising young stayer in the last. So all in all, throughout the day, it was stacked full of excitement and plenty of uh, people on track who enjoyed the day as well.
2: Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, Dean Lester was in Melbourne, of course, the first group one down there in Melbourne of uh, this new year. And, uh, Dean, as I say, good morning to you, mate. Um, it It was great to see Zach Spain show that emotion after the line
4: yeah tremendous dave good morning to you uh, Zach's been uh, he's a very good tradesman he has been for a fair while now and uh, it was only a matter of time before he'd get involved in uh, in group one uh, success and and the horse that uh, gave him his first group three and his first group two on Saturday delivered his first group one so uh streets of avalon's been very kind to him.
2: And as I say, good morning again to Glenn Munsey. We've got the, the full crew back on deck now. Um, Munsey you've no doubt uh, been keeping an eye on sort of things as your holiday's been going on. But, gee, that racing was good on Saturday.
1: Yes, good morning, Dave. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, Dean. Mainly keeping an eye on the bill, Dave, um, because, <laughs> you know, it, it tends to get away at different times. But, uh, no, I, I've taken probably a little bit of a back seat. Uh, you've got to have a, a break and you, you're either sort of, you know, you're all in or you're all out. So uh, I haven't uh, looked extensively at the races uh, over the last few weeks and uh, I always find that the best thing to do and I'll just slowly get back into it. But I'm very interested to hear the boys' comments about Profiteer. This is the second coming of God, isn't it? Um, it was $1.55 on Saturday to beat Maidens, and uh, now they will want to tell you how far it's going to win the slipper boy. Yeah, well, let's get
2: straight into it, Duff. Uh, what did you make of Profiteer? Um, were you surprised that, that Hubert was was flying like he was in front?
3: Not really, uh, not really. He, he re- usually rides them how they're travelling. He, he was in a rhythm and smooth, and, and I don't think he's a real charge horse although he did at one stage at the half mile there he seemed to get up and want to be a little bit run on fear but I I, I don't think that's really in his makeup looking at him his trials and whatever that's early to tell but oh look you have to be very impressed with him he's a candidate I'm inclined to uh, roll the eyes a little with Glenn as far as saying you know he's he's your golden slipper winner because there's a lot of water to go under the bridge yet we um, we've got some lovely two-year-olds around at the moment, and he's had two 1100-meter runs, and he's fast and he's good. Use uh, a good judge of a horse. He loves him. He, Mick, we know Mick's a great judge of a horse, and he thinks he's a slipper horse, and he's treating him like a horse, no, a slipper horse, and he is a slipper horse. Uh, so he's in the picture. There's no doubt about it. He was he was absolutely. It was a one-act act affair there on Saturday, and uh, but I agree. Whether the opposition wasn't there in depth and numbers. Um, so let's have a look at him when he runs, you know, whether he runs two or three weeks before the slipper, but he's a high-profile horse now, there's no doubt about it. He's, um, he's been uh, part-purchased by Newgate, so they, they think he's he, he, aiming him uh, to be a stallion. Um, if he can you know, win that uh, group one of the slipper, it'd be great for them.
2: Yeah, Dano, um, looking from afar, obviously, he's, he's a Melbourne horse. Uh, you've seen him down the straight there where he beat um, Nice for Watt and in that race also was Dosh. Uh, does it concern you doing the form that 101 shots run second? And secondly, uh, Nice for Watt and Pegasi, the horses that he's beaten from uh, Victoria or they come through those Victorian races, where do you sort of rank them?
4: Oh, no, they're a long way down. Uh, he... I don't think he went as well on Saturday as he did at Flemington. Mm. Now, whether that was because of the ground or, uh, you know, I thought Flemington uh, it was a bit more of a controlled gallop and a bit more of a rounded performance. Saturday, he just beat them with just but just being way too good for them and a uh, different class. But you'd hope he just sort of, you know, uh, he'd have a more controlled performance in the slippery. He could be on leading, but just, you know, just a different sort of style. But... He's he's a good horse, and he's right in the conversation. But, yeah, did you learn a lot from Saturday? I'm not sure.
2: Okay. Munns, I know you, uh, that you were watching from afar. You weren't on the coverage, so I'm not going to sort of ask you about figures, but you did mention, you know, the, the, the Savage firm, um, $5 now from for-profit here in a Golden Slipper all-in market. When, when Duff makes a really good point, we've still got some very high-class horses, which we haven't seen. It's, it's that old adage, isn't
1: it? You know, out of sight, out of mind in these all-in markets. Oh, Dave, and this is the great thing about the Golden Slipper, why I love it each and every year, because now, until Golden Slipper Day, we'll have another two-year-old takes the stage. Last week, it was Enthar returning from a spell, and everyone said, oh, gee, you know, it's got a cross-nose band on, it's got a tongue tie on, what's it going to do? Well, it rent around half pace at a dollar twenty five this week it's profiteer who goes around a dollar 55 i think it started at a dollar 70 or somewhere close to it uh, what will it be this week um, you know we've got a, a lot of horses as you said dave out of sight out of mind you know we've seen a remark now he was a dollar he was a very very short price favorite when when he won his debut at rose hill his price never moved in the slipper Because Ronnie and I spoke about this on the day. They're expected to win anyway. So how can you change your opinion pre-race to post-race when they're expected to win easily? And they do. Now, he'll trial on Thursday. Remark uh, at uh, Rose Hill. So will four moves ahead. We haven't seen four moves ahead. One start for one win at Ramwick. A little bit of a hiccup. Had a cough. Was treated with some antibiotics. But they'll trial on Thursday uh, at at uh, Rose Hill, then sort of look towards the silver slipper. We get fair dinkum from now on in uh, regarding the slipper. And as I said, each and every week we'll have another headline horse that goes round and the market for the slipper will be all over the place in the next five weeks.
2: Let's jump down and look at Melbourne, because it is the Group 1, the, the C4 Stakes, and we'll get back up to Sydney. Uh, Dana, what did you make of Streets of Avalon? And, and then secondly, what did you make of, of Imaging? If Imaging gets a softer run, does it win? Or did, did the horse that won the race, is he the, is he just the better winner?
4: Oh, he, he had the desire to win. I, I think Imaging yeah. didn't have the, the best of runs, there's no doubt about that, but... Uh... Oh, you can make a case either way, Dave. Uh, But Streets of Avalon, yeah, he he was in for the fight. Uh, Imaging covered the ground on a reasonable speed. It was a building speed. Uh, I wouldn't think it was as big a penalty as as sometimes in a 1400 at Caulfield. But uh, he ran well. Um, The talking point out of the race was Sir Dragon. He just uh, just didn't cope with that sort of tempo at all. And it was hard to gauge off a trial what he'd uh, cope with. Mm -hmm. But uh, everyone... He yeah, was jumping up and down how much sharper he was, and I, I was putting him in the mix because it, it, it was a pretty low-grade Group 1, to be honest, and there didn't look that many chances, but some pretty ordinary horses ran away from him late, so I think they'd have to be a bit concerned with what he do, did Saturday, regardless of the distance. Do,
2: do we have to be wary now too, Dino, with, uh, with Sir Dragon A on... Firmish ground or anything better than, than a soft because it bossy did make that comment in the um the post race that uh he, he didn't sort of maybe stretch out as much as he has in the past.
4: Uh, yeah yeah, I, I didn't I didn't hear that uh, comment. I I sort of just thought he uh he ran pretty well in the Melbourne Cup on very firm ground and I know it's two mile, but uh he can stretch out if he you know, I thought it was just a just a poor performance. I uh, I thought he okay. he disengaged early and 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 lost interest uh, when the sprint went on. Uh, you know, he, Angel of Truths, you know, run right away from him late, Blaze Jowski. Uh, if he was making ground through the line, you'd say, oh, well, you know, uh, uh, he was okay. But, uh, gee, they're, they're wanting to still press onto the All-Star Mile, I think 1,600 around the valley he might... Uh, he might really get lost, but um, anyway, that that was uh, he was the talking point going in, and and probably more of that so that going out as well because he uh, he really didn't turn up.
1: Dean, were you a little bit surprised more wasn't made of the fact? I know Kieran Maher was, you know, right out there saying, "Oh, if this track's upgraded, you know, I'm, I'll probably pull him out. I'll probably pull him out." Are you surprised that he firmed in the market when the track got upgraded?
4: Uh yeah. It up, look, Muns, it was it wasn't that it, it was it was a. Probably, I think Damien Oliver described it best. It was about a three and a half. It, it got upgraded. Uh, I don't know, out of habit from the stewards. I, I think it, I think it was it was it was still had that bit of giving. it. I I was surprised how much money there was for him. Um, you know, I thought the three-year-old could beat him, and and he did. I just didn't have the other two finishing in front of the three-year-old so Crosshaven ran well um, but uh, yeah it was a surprise how much you know support there was for him but maybe it was just the, the angle that you know he's high class group one winner you know probably one, you know a lesser than you know uh, you know high grade group one.
2: Let's jump back up to Sydney And what about Peltaduff? Duff um, You know Continues To get some support Here and there In marketplaces But um, North Pacific Was the Was the big Big Spruke horse um, I think it went off at 205 on the NOP But he just loves Ramwick This horse
3: Yeah he's He's, he's just a good horse He He's uh, always going to be A, a, a better Autumn three year old I thought He's a uh, He'd relaxed better in his trials. Um, I thought it was a great ride uh, by Clark just to show a bit of intent early to to make those fast horses just go quick so he could slot in behind them. So the mapped the map worked out absolutely perfect for him. Uh, he'll get better with the run under his belt. He'll get better when he gets to a mile where he's got that beautiful racing on pace mile style. And now that we know he can relax a little bit better, he's in the mix with all these lovely three-year-olds heading towards the the ram with guineas which is going to be a race and a half and um yep just a a, a beautiful return um the face was good um a little query on him at 1200 and whether he'd had enough i know it's it's hard to say he had enough after a brilliant win at his previous start but he's a he's a little light horse that he's going to build up with a with a decent spell under his belt so i'm waiting for him to get to the end of it but he didn't on saturday he showed a really good uh, fight there going down behind his stable mate prague was good first up I was worried about North Pacific's trials, and I'm still worried about him. Um, mm. I, he can improve, there's no doubt about it. But uh, the, when you're talking about an even money chance in a race like that, and Prague left him standing on the point of the turn, and he warmed up late. But, uh, yeah, he's um, he's on notice. You'd he, want to see nice improvement from him next time.
1: Well, there's okay. another one, Duff, where we you're surprised there was so much money for yes. North Pacific. I, I I wrote down the prices, just, you know, just wrote them down as a, out of a force of habit without taking a great deal of attention to it. And he went up a 3.10 chance Wednesday. It was 2.30 Thursday. It was 2.15 Friday. Saturday morning it was 2.10. And, and listening to everyone talk about, you know, that they were out on his trials – uh, are you surprised he held his, his, his spot there, or was was the like when you look at the at, at Peltzer? I wouldn't say you know there was a, a massive push for Peltzer. I think Gerald even thought that the face beat him home with the fitness edge.
3: Yep, yeah, you're right, and maybe maybe it was just you know the ratings boys and the 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 computer teams had him pretty short on performance, you know, with uh, runs out of the run to the rose and the golden rose and and whatever, and uh, winning an up and coming stakes. Maybe he just rated superior to that lot because uh, they wouldn't take tr- uh, you know the old computer doesn't take trials into account. Uh, but there's no no doubt at all. He he was there was worrying his first trial. You thought oh he was a bit flat there, and then. I think it was more worrying when they they made him win that second trial, just to, for their own peace of mind, but he had to be ridden up to beat, you know, a sort a, a horse that was nowhere near his ability to win that trial. But the trials aren't everything, and I've been caught in them, caught in them before, where um, you think they've trialed bad, and they just come out and bolt in. Look at Probable on Saturday. We fell for that trick trap with her in Sydney uh, before um, she ran in Sydney. She went round 20-1 first up after a horrible trial without blinkers, and... In Melbourne on Saturday the, we we're all worried about her trial again but the marketplace didn't worry about it this time and uh, the, it was you know that's the that's an example of what can happen at trials uh, but there was uh, worrying signs in his trials North Pacific for, for the way I'm looking at it.
2: When you say worrying, just for sort of punters out there that are maybe new to the game, Duff, was it the the way in which he, you know, he, he, his tenacity? Well, what's it about the trial that you're concerned
3: about? Oh look, before? he was just flat. He was just flat. You know, and a horse with his ability, you should travel up in those trials and and um, you know and look a bit better than what he did um, where he had done in the past. Yeah, there was just more spring in his step in his earlier two-year-old trials and whatever. So maybe he, he, he's dowering out a bit and might want further. I don't know, but no time will tell. I'm not, I'm not putting the pen through him. He's too nice a horse. I was the, the, yeah. the cheerleader, I was the cheerleader of his fan club uh, all the way through at two and three. Um, he had two wet track wins, uh, heavy track wins. Um, so let's just assess him after next time. And I, I, like, like Glenn said, I, I was surprised he held such a domineering, be- Mark in the market there. He held his spot really like he was a good thing.
1: Now, now Ronnie, Sky Thoroughbred Central now back covering the trials. Well, that we always cover the trials on Sky Thoroughbred Central, but these trials from here Showcase, on in, in into yeah. the championships and everything like that, you're going to be doing them with Greg and Lizzie. So that that's a very, very important part because Lizzie gets to have a look at them now. As they're going on to trial, and and then you get to you know hear her comments before they trial and, and form your opinion straight away.
3: Yeah, her 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 attention—it's all right us looking at them and whatever—and when I've been there and done that, I've I've looked at them all. But the, her attention to detail is uh, amazing. Like she goes to those first trials, right, and she takes videos of all these nice horses and have them walking with, the, and then she'll replay them to herself on uh, before they they come into the yard uh, for their first start or after their second trial and she lines them up, how they've come on and, and whatever. So uh, that's why I, I take a lot of notice of Lizzie because she's, she's got data and uh, her own data and, and it's not just a guess to say, oh, yeah, I saw this there, and but she'll, line it, she'll refresh her memory with a video of a horse having its first trial back. So to, compared to before it walks into the yard... At its, at its first up run. So I think that's very professional.
2: Boys, uh, we're going to take a short break. Uh, now, we've opened the phone lines, 13.50, 3.53. If anyone's got a question for the team on Saturday's racing, get involved now. But if you're looking to buy a share in a racehorse, if you're unsure of what to buy or what syndicator or trainer to go with, Talk to Winner's Circle Consultants for independent, unbiased recommendations. Winner's Circle provide expert advice specialising in selecting the best value yearlings that will give you the best chance of success based on our proven formula. Perfect for punters, clubs and first-time owners, Winner Circle takes the pressure off picking the right horse. Secure your advantage. Visit winnerscircleconsultants.com.au G'day, this is Dave Stanley. Racing HQ Friday is all about winners. 9am. The Putters Panel. 10am. New South Wales Previews. 10.30. Menangle with Fred Hastings. 10.45. Wentworth Park with Tim Newbold. And at 11 o'clock, the, the Friday Fill-Up with Luke Marlowe. Friday is for winners. Racing HQ on Sky Sports Radio. On, the, on, the, on, on Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report.
0: Get into Harris Farm for the freshest Aussie fruit and veg like Queen Garnet plums, just $5.99 per kilo. Hurry today only, online and in store at Harris Farm. Kellyville, Windsor Road, President Road, Change traffic conditions with a police operation southbound. Looking at a high volume of traffic, Cowan, the M1 southbound off-ramp to the Pacific Highway with a car broken down. And a heavy traffic, Southern Cross Drive inside the Eastern Distributor, right the way through to Cleveland Street at the moment. Motorcyclists can sometimes be hard to see. Just because you can't see them doesn't mean they are there. Check your blind spots and help motorcyclists ride to live. I'm Silvio on Sky Sports Radio.
5: Did you know, one in five Group 1 races this season have been won by Dali side stars. That's one in five chances to win the Group 1 Kumor Stud Stakes.
2: September run driven out,
1: and the filly is going to do it again.
5: One in five to win the Group 1 Flight Stakes.
1: Monofilia is stretching, lunging, and got up to win it.
5: To win the Group 1 Dali Sprint Classic.
1: Bivouac who explodes. Bivouac with a powerful
2: display. Oh, what a spectacular win. Spring champion She has to dig deep, the
0: filly, and Monophilia claims the two group ones in a week. And Winterbottom.
1: Rattling home, Celebrity Queen. Elite Street, though. It's Elite Street home in the Winterbottom. If you
2: only buy one, buy Darley in 2021. In recent seasons, the Classic Healing Sale has produced the winners of a Melbourne Cup, Golden Slipper and the Everest. Don't miss out on finding your next champion at Riverside from February 7 to 9. Catalogue available at inglis.com.au. This is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, welcome back to Sky Sports Radio. It's just about to tick over to 9.30. We've got a caller here on Punter's Postmortem. You're with Dean Lester, Ron Duffersey, Glenn Mundy and Dave Stanley. We want to take your calls as many as we can on 13.53. Mark, good morning.
6: Yeah, hey, morning, boys, Dave. Uh, I've got a question for each of the boys. Where you going? I'll start with months. Uh When's the... Uh, Derby
1: market, come up, mate. Any ideas? The what, sorry? The The Derby Derby market. market. Um, Mate, I did see an email last week regarding a lot of dates for those. Let me just check back on it, and hopefully I'll be able to tell you in the next couple of minutes. Thanks,
6: mate. Uh, Duff? Yes, mate. Blazer Trail. Do you reckon you'll go
3: to the Derby? Uh, Look, I think the next run or two will, will tell you. Um... I thought he was terrific first start. He probably wasn't suited with a drop of rain around there and going 1,300 to a mile on Saturday. And we all saw what happened there when he left to get to off the fence a little bit. He, um, Karen, you know, dealt to him, um, which he was entitled to do on Blondo and laid all over him, and he didn't get a real run. So we'll never know what would have happened there. So I think we. I'd like to see him in another similar race next time, a 78 or something at a mile again. Where it would be, you know, tough and ride up for it, and then we can assess him. But he's a lovely horse, and he's got quality, and he, he is a sleeper. If he can, if he can, if he can stay, he's certainly uh, one of these fringed dweller Derby types. Whether it's a Sydney Derby yeah, or right. a Queensland Derby, I'm not sure.
0: I think he'll stay for sure. Uh, yeah. Do that. Yes. Arcadia Queen definitely
5: coming for the All Star.
3: Oh, I don't
4: know. You never know. Definite with Bob Peters, but uh, I, I think she, I think that's the plan. So, uh, I would, yeah, I'd imagine so. At this stage, I haven't heard anything to the contrary.
1: She'll be hard to beat, I think. What do you
4: reckon? Uh, yeah, she would be. Yeah, she just needs, uh, yeah, dry ground, and uh, she's, uh, yeah, she's certainly one of our very best horses. So, yeah, why not?
2: Yeah, we spoke to okay. Bob Peters uh, last week on HQ. That was in the middle of that Perth lockdown. Uh, the consensus from Bob was that uh, he was chatting with government. The main issue wasn't so so much sending the horse uh, across. It was the staff on the freight plane uh, that okay. they, they they aren't based in Perth. They would actually be travelling across from uh, Victoria, and it was that um, that that sort of switch from. Uh, you know, the gear and similar sort of issue, what, what was being raised, uh, you know, with that Victoria-New South Wales border. It wasn't so much the yeah. horse, it was the, the people moving the, the people. horses. So, yeah, But true. now they're out of that lockdown. Um, they have had no COVID over there. I would expect that he was quite keen. He also mentioned too, Dino, that, um, you know, there there, ha- there was some plans for, say, Arcadia, Arcadia and some other of Peter's horses to to come to Sydney, possibly, after Melbourne runs, which I thought was very interesting.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and why not? Why wouldn't you? I mean, you know, if she got you know, the right sort of conditions, she's a she'd be a massive player in a Queen Elizabeth.
2: Yeah. Got Bruce, and Dave, and, uh, you sorry, say, David, Dave yeah,
1: for for that gentleman there, Thursday. Uh, nominations closed for a number of feature races at midday tomorrow. And these are the races hopefully uh, all in on Thursday. The Surround, the Ramwick Guineas, the Rose Hill Guineas, the Doncaster, the TJ Smith, the Derby, the Sires, the Queen Elizabeth, the Sydney Cup, the Oaks, uh, the Coolmore Legacy, the Arrowfield and the Percy Sykes. So those championship races. Uh, nominations close tomorrow at midday. So as right. soon as we get those together, uh, you'll see a number of those races up as all in. Uh, there are a couple yes, up at the moment yeah. as pre-noms, uh, yep. but since when the nominations taken at midday tomorrow, they'll go to all in. Hopefully on Thursday. Well, let's go to Bruce. Uh, morning, Bruce. Good morning. How you going, boys? Very good, mate. What's your question to the boys?
0: Uh, question is to the panel, mainly probably to uh, Mandy. Um, on my place better, so anything from five horse to seven I like back on the place tote, you get some good dividends. But I noticed on uh, Saturday on the second race in Eagle Farm, there was five starters and the one was scratched at a barrier. And I, know, I didn't have a bet in the race, but I noticed at the end of the race there was no place dividend. So why not no place dividend was supposed to be five starters?
1: Uh, Well, mate, as you know, I haven't been here, so just let me get my head around this. Uh, You're saying paramutual or you're saying fixed odds?
0: On the tote, on the tote. So it came up the dividends. and just had a win and no uh, place bets. What time
1: was the late scratching? At the barrier. At the barrier. Well, uh, if they had five to start with, what race are we talking about? Sorry, I'll go. Race two.
0: two, Eagle Farm.
1: Eagle Farm. Yeah, there was on... a place
2: dividend. I think, I think that, wasn't there an issue, there sometimes could be an issue, to take note, when the things like that happen, I know with Sky, I'm working on Sky 1, the data that come through from
1: Tab to, to Sky Racing can be slightly delayed, so was there a... Well, looking at the official results here on the New South Wales Tab, no, there was no place dividend. There wasn't, dividend okay. The, uh, yeah, we'll no, there's we'll no, no place dividends at all. So there's evidently a display issue there because even the yeah. winner didn't have a place dividend. So that there's, we um, and yet uh, in the approximates, oh, that's still with watch the cat in the race. Yeah, yeah. and the place pool yeah. had thirty four hundred. So yeah. it might have been just
3: money back a place. I don't know. Yeah, it would be.
1: It? Well, you've got to get your money back anyway if you've had a yeah. bet. Well, so
0: so this showed a show win, but no place bets no place bets at all.
1: Yeah, which is you know the, if they're, I know with late scratching. See, the fixed odds still paid a dollar thirty the place the second, also dollar eighty five the place the winner, and that's uh, yeah. Where was the late scratching? One and six. So Happy Go Plucky came out and Pexbury Avenue came out. Happy Go Plucky came out at eighteen minutes after two, and Pexbury Avenue came out at two o'clock. So there was two late scratchings there prior to the race. Yeah. I
0: just saw the one. I wasn't too
1: sure. I mean, it didn't have the better race. I just looked up for it. Hello, where's the third t- it was the second tote? Yeah. So how many? We, we only. Well, well yeah. <laughs> Welcome yeah. back, Len. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks. Fix uh, it, Len. Yeah. Will you? Yeah, yeah I've done yeah, yeah, right. something. I've got a list here, Dave. Um, you know.
2: <laughs> let's let's get to Scott. Morning, Scott.
5: Yeah. Good morning, boys. How are you?
2: Very good, mate. What's your question for the panel,
5: mate? I'm, I want to talk about Sir Dragonet and uh, prospects for the All Star Mile. Uh, you talk about. Horses that we haven't seen for the Golden Slip, Slipper, oh, well, you know, there's a pretty pretty good horses you know going to come in. You know, you talk, I'm talking about Colding, very elegant, Russian Camelot, uh, even even Mugger yet to come in. Uh, would it be safe to say to rule a line for
2: Sir Dragonave for the All Star Mile? might go Dino's well, way here. They want
4: to uh, press on with him, and he's got enough votes at the moment. I think that he's involved I, after Saturday. You know, as a Cox Plate winner, would he get one of the wild cards? Maybe. Uh, so he would probably still be there. Um, Mugatu's the one that I'm interested in. I think uh, I think he'd be a terrific chance. Uh, yeah, he didn't have a great run in the Cox Plate and uh, I think aimed up at it. He could run very well. Well, trial somewhere
5: somewhere the other day for the All-Star Mile, so hopefully you're yeah.
3: right
2: there. <laughs> yeah, Mugatu did trial last week at, I believe, at Wyong, yeah. I think. And I think two of those, and Collide as well, Mutons, both those Australian bloodstock
3: horses. Yeah and he runs saturday um, in the apollo apollo uh, yeah. too yeah he might mm. he might have a chance in that too even though it's short of his mm. best distance he, he's a horse that could sprint well fresh and just take note when i spoke
2: to Matty smith about fierce impact and mind you this was over a week ago he just was putting a little bit of cold water on fierce impact uh, he just said that he didn't he, he wasn't where he wanted him to be uh he said look he'd let us know straight away but when, when i sort of pressed him on you know should we have a bet on him in the all-star mile because he is getting votes and people like fierce impact he just said look just just wait if you can wait a, a week i just want to get him 100 percent right I, th- I said look is there an injury issue he said no 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 he just said because he's uh you know a, a getting an older and he's a stallion he um he was just taking a little bit extra a little bit of extra work now kano's online morning kano all
6: uh, right morning boys how are we
2: very good mate what's your question
6: Quick question for
3: Dino. Listen, i got
4: a bit of a vested interest at a good price on jigsaw for the blue diamond. I was just wondering what you thought of his run the other day. I thought he ran pretty well. He sort of just was on and off the bit and he sort of got a bit of a bump on the turn and he wobbled a bit and I thought the 200 he was going to drop out and he actually came again. He toughed it out well. Uh, I think the 1200 or suit, Uh, wouldn't be surprised if they went winkers or blinkers, just as Maybe straighten him up a little bit But uh, oh, he's not out of it he's, a, he's Look he's in the top four or five I think Beautiful No, that's, I, I thought
6: it was a decent run I just thought he was trapped a bit
4: wide and yeah. yeah he covered sorry. ground And he got it a little bit wrong on the turn And yeah there's a little bit Certainly a little bit uh, that, he, that they can refine with him
6: mm.
1: yeah. So you think if he, if he gets oh, sorry, it all together Dean he'll be in the picture?
4: Uh, yes, he will be. Yeah, it's just it's just the trainer getting to piece well, let, it all together.
2: Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to uh, bring it up, Duff, but Animo, I heard you talk about with the BSB boys. Um, geez, I thought you were I thought you were nearly home.
3: Yeah, look, he I, I couldn't imagine he'd be wound right up, knowing how you know the Godolphin team would be working and. Geez, when I looked at the market after the race, two dollars ten and eleven dollars—that was just uh, ridiculous as far as blue diamonds concerned. The way I'm, I'm thinking, um, so I, I'm I'm happy to be with him. Price factor going into a blue dome I think that might have trimmed up yesterday, late yesterday. Yeah, he's the eight dollars now. Eight is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's more like it. Uh, because he's a, he's a lovely horse. I think he's going to eat up twelve hundred meters, and I reckon he'll be a better horse down the outside. He just sort of wanted to wander off that rail a little bit coming to the turn, and I think he's a nice horse, Dean.
4: Yeah, he is a nice horse. Stuff, uh, uh, animo. Uh, he's he's strengthened up enormously from the spring. Um, he was big unit in the spring, but. Uh, Gee, there's a lot of condition on him on Saturday too. So he'll, I just think he'll improve a lot. I, I think he's a you know, massive chance of uh, winning the blue diamond. I, I've got no great knock on animo other than I think in a big field, if she fires up, that would be the query. The and they're still mulling over whether they go with the, uh, the earmuffs because they thought that might have dulled her a little bit too much. Mm. Um, oh, gee, I think he'll run really well. I've thought for a while he would and, uh, mm. and, you know, interested in him. And of course, uh, the horse that he beat, uh, I think he's up your way, isn't he, Duff Forbes at the moment? Yeah, Is he? So, okay,
3: I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I think he's
4: uh, being aimed solely at the Slipper, so... Uh, he I might
1: run Saturday. Yeah, no, yeah. he will trial... Trial. Thursday. Trial's Thursday, then yep. goes to the Silver Slipper, and Jason yep. Collett yep. will ride him. Thank you very much to our news hound, the router, Chris Roots, for that yep. little message.
3: It's yeah. going to be a bit of a race, this Silver Slipper. It's going to sort a bit of wheat from the chaff there. Very much so.
2: Uh, David's online. Uh, morning, David.
1: How you going? Good show as usual. Um just i'm a great fan of staying races you know i've always I think it's a bit sad we may have diluted our staying ranks but I, I just want to talk to duff about two-year-olds just maybe i'm imagining it but my recollection when like when i first started following the sport in the when i was in the 80s or 90s two-year-olds today just seem to be just so much faster than they used to be i remember like in the early two years they ran 59 or even broke them you know that barely break a minute and now you've Every two-year-old race, they seem to be going, like, for 1,057s. and You know, are two-year-olds more mature early today? And they just seem to be so much quicker. I mean, the times, I don't know whether it's the tracks, but two-year-olds just seem to be so much running so many, much faster times than they did 20 years ago. Are they just better now or faster? I shouldn't say better, but are they faster than they were 20 years ago, Duff or Dean? What do you think?
3: I wouldn't think so. I think it's more down to maybe new, different tracks now. A lot of these tracks have been rebuilt with more modern uh, ways of building tracks, and they might be faster, and And uh, times will tell you that once, you know, the old times to the new times, and, and you know, we've had some very fast two-year-olds in yesteryear. There's no doubt about it. You go back through the records. So uh, times in different eras I'm not a fan of, uh, So, that, but I've got no doubt the two-year-olds are broken in and and you know uh, educated much better than what they used to be um, as a process- collective I
4: think I think yeah. you know probably TJ was the one that had them educated like they do now and yes. was well ahead of the curve
3: Exactly And the the process of getting to the races is a lot more strict now. You know, in the old days, you'd give them a jump out, and you know they'd still be buck jumpers when they went to your two-year-old races. You'd be terrified to get on them half of them. You pick up a few Um, of those. (laughs) <laughs> My word, that was the go-to man <laughs> uh, But uh, um, Yeah, look, now it's uh, They've they've all got to pass regulations And they've got to show that they're educated They're not even allowed to shift out a couple of horses uh, Before they're trialling again So uh, they're, they're pretty switched on By the time they get the races now
2: Beautiful, thanks so much, Wayne uh, David, sorry, let's get to Wayne Who's our next caller Morning, Wayne
5: Morning, how are you, boys? Very good, uh, mate Just wondering if I pose a question to Dino, please Yes, uh, I'm just wondering, Dean, what you made of Tagaloa's run um, week and a half ago, two weeks ago, in first
6: up.
4: Uh, well, he covered a bit of ground, but uh, look, I still thought he thought he might do a little bit more. He, he's um, yeah, he seemed he seems as though he uh, you know. He, he just won't travel in a race. He, he was—they didn't go hard in that race. And he was off the bit, and uh, then when they quickened up, he sort of went with them. I, I don't know where he's at Tagaloa, to be honest, and uh, and the, you know to be frank, the stables having just a terrible run. The, the, the Sierra Sue was poor on Saturday, and uh, I think they've had two winners from about their last seventy runners. So it's just—he's yeah, in the CSA stakes Saturday, and it'll be interesting to see how he goes.
5: I just think that I've watched that run again because I emptied out on him was pretty disappointed. But then when I watched him, I thought he hit a flat spot there and he's ra- running more like a mile or a 1,400 horse.
4: Well, I, I'd agree with that. And, you know, when he ran the 1,400 against the older horses, he ran well and then he had a problem in the guineas. So I wouldn't give up on him if, if, with that thought in mind. But, uh, yeah, he, he just he's he, he sort of a uh, bit in no-man's land at the moment, Taguilar, and and it might be that he just needs a mile.
5: Yeah, I'm not going to sack him, mate. You've got to
2: learn something after watching him for fifty years,
4: so I won't you? Exactly. Him, Go with him.
2: <laughs> yeah. Thank. Beautiful. Thank. Thanks so much, Wayne. All right, we're going to take another pause here, punters. Keep the calls coming. Thirteen fifty-three, fifty-three. Stream every game of every round of NRL and AFL live and on demand, and with no ad breaks during play. Ko Sport lives here. New to Ko? Start your fourteen-day free trial. Visit ko sports. for more information. Looking to buy a share in a racehorse? If you're
4: unsure what to buy or what syndicator or trainer to go with, join us in the Winner's Circle for independent, unbiased recommendations. Our clients say... My punters Club
0: wanted to buy a racehorse with our winnings, but we didn't know which horse to buy. We spoke to the experts from Winning Circle Consultants and we've never looked back. We started with one horse, we've now got five.
2: Secure your advantage for the English sales. Visit winnerscircleconsultants.com.au. The Coffs Harbour Jockey Club was established in 1908. After lean years during wartime, the club emerged in 1946 with backing from a new generation of racing enthusiasts. 2,600 people turned out for the first meeting at the New Look Track in August 1948. The club closed between 1956 and 1963 but reopened in the late 1960s and continues to thrive.
6: We're the boys from the bush and we're
2: back in town. The country championship qualifier from Coffs Harbour this Saturday on Sky Sports Radio.
1: <laughs> Get into totally workwear bridal beer for all your workwear gear. We stock all the big brands like King G, Hard Yakka, Steel Blue, FXD and Cat with a huge range of shirts, pants, shorts and work boots. Need a fresh look for your business? We'll look after you with our custom embroidery and branding service. Come in store or we'll come to you. Open seven days and now till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear, Rydalmeer, 279 Victoria Road. From suits to boots, we've got you covered.
2: You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punter's Postmortem. Yeah, welcome back to Punter's Postmortem on this Monday, the 8th of Feb. Now, a couple of texts here before we get to our next call of dark. Duff, this one to you. Uh, What did you make of the Robert and Luke Price runner in the two-year-old race to kickstart proceedings?
3: Uh, Jamea, very good late was she was um she had good specking too I think she was $20 into about $14 in the finish and you could make a little case that she should have won that race she had to just barge out and give Dula Teela a, a, a shove on the at the top of the straight there and just put herself off balance so yep good run I, I think she'll give, be given a chance in a race like the Sweet Embrace, which will be another level couple of levels up for her so uh, she's a she's a nice enough filly won a first start and, and with only a few runners in that race, but she come on and um, really looked a well-educated filly there on with a little bit of strength on on Saturday. So yeah, she's she's a nice filly as far as saying she's a golden slipper chance. I, I I wouldn't go that far, but they've got plenty to work with as a a nice filly going forward. And before we get
2: to Doug, uh, just down to you, Dino, the Autumn Stakes, which is always throws up a sort of a a nice horse. What did you make of the return of, say, Jet Propulsion, Young Werther? Uh, Poland was obviously very good for Moronian Childs.
4: Yeah, uh, I thought Jet Propulsion ran pretty well, Dave. Um, This race was run at an absolutely brutal speed. Uh, The two horses that had no hope of running 1,400 that were tried and and are both leaders, uh, El Salto and uh, El Toe Ranger, and they just took to each other and the one that went with them and just had that, he went at a good speed, but he, he didn't have as much ground to make up was Poland. Uh, I thought Jet Propulsion got a bit awkward around the turn, and uh, he's the one I'd be going with going forward. I think Amish boy's got fitness on his side Ran OK. It's our time, got a really heavy bump on the home turn. He's done a good job, but he's in his first prep. Uh, Jet Propulsion, I, I would think, a little chance in the Australian Guineas. Probably depends on what uh, Team Hawks do, uh, what they run, uh, in the guineas but uh, in this group I think he'd be right in the mixed jet propulsion
3: I can understand Beautiful. that, I spoke to uh, Karen on radio Saturday morning and he just gave me the impression that he wasn't ready. Jet propulsion first up. He said, "Oh, he'll, he'll need, he'll need more or less need this one. He'll he'll keep improving." And he impressed us here in Sydney as being uh, a horse that would be better in the autumn. So the, yeah. uh, I'm interested in, in, in Dean's comments there. So we'll, uh, I'm happy to be seeing what he can do next time. Beautiful, Doug.
2: Uh, good morning to you. Good morning, boys. How are we going? Very good, mate. What's your question?
5: Hey, just just around English sprint and the um, and the bobber's performance in that. Um, what what are you what are your guys' thoughts on on him there, and,
3: and where do you see him going from moving forward? Well, he had such a big hype on him after winning those those races early on, um, but he he'd have to mark him as disappointing on Saturday. He he didn't really hit the line at all there, and he he let's face it, we thought he might have just needed to the run there first up. So. I would have to say maybe he has to come back, uh, you know, try and get his confidence back in an easier race, so, uh, because he was well beaten five lengths or so. So I know it was a strong, strong race, and they run fast time. Uh, but yeah, he he he's got such a high profile leading into this preparation, and he just hasn't delivered at his two runs back. Yeah, and yeah,
5: like, do you think blinkers or anything like that would, would help him out?
3: Yeah, I don't know. He's an aggressive horse that can race on the speed. Sometimes we're just looking for angles to uh, to, you know, to help him along, uh, but I, I don't know. I'd, I'd be happy to leave that to the trainer. Chris, he knows what he's doing, and it might be a case of um, if he doesn't shape up next time, you know, put him back out, let him strengthen up a bit more and, and start from scratch because we're not going to just push a button and find form with him. Um, especially at this time of year so it might be just a patience game we know he's got the talent and the speed and he's not a big robust horse so maybe he he might just need the uh, the autumn on his back and, and and see what we can find in spring but I think his next run will tell
2: it's amazing uh, how these race days, even though it uh, is restricted, can throw up really good stories. I was there at Ramick on Saturday. The roar when rocketing by one um, with his, you know, hundreds of owners was brilliant. Great to see David Pfeiffer as well, uh, who looked a little bit emotional. David, um, you know, it's a big win. It's it's a good bit of coin to throw in the coffers. Um, so that was great to see. Just um, touching on Ollie Kirk and Dame Giselle, lost no admirers,
3: Duff. I wouldn't think so. I'll Kirk first up one soft trial, 1200 metres. Yep, he went well. Um, went well if you didn't back him at the shorts, but he, he, he did a good job. Um, and he'll train on and we know he can run a mile. Uh, so that's encouraging for him. And, uh, the Philly Dame Giselle, I thought she was going to just launch on them out wide, but, She's put on a lot of weight this preparation and built right up. So maybe the same with her. She, she just blew out the last little bit against, you know, rocketing by. It had, you know, a couple of runs, a couple of wins back from a spell and he burst through the middle like he did last time. Prime Star was good. Um, he, he, he was pretty good first up in his own right. So I think it's a strong enough race uh, where they run, you know, you know, a second faster than Peltzer uh, in the previous race. Uh, so that has to mean something.
2: Beautiful. Let's get to our next caller. Now, uh, online, I think we've got Bruce. Morning, Bruce. Hello, Dave. How are you going? Very good, mate. What's your question?
0: Uh, uh, to Dean, uh, mate, um, Kira Ma bought a, a chestnut uh, colt with white markings on it. I call them ovrios. Um, can you find out for me what he called it and what it's doing now?
4: Yeah, I've seen photos of that horse. Uh, I'll try and try and track it down for you, but I, uh, I uh, will. Yeah, it was on social media a few weeks ago. Yeah,
5: it was in the Sunday paper here about two months ago.
3: Yeah, it's not the one that ran the breeder's plate, is it? Um...
0: No, I don't think so. I'm
5: not sure. Okay,
3: so a yearling you're talking about?
0: um, It's got white markings all over it, Ronnie.
3: Okay, he did have one. I think it was Kieran, the one with uh, we, were, we were all talking about running the breeder's plate and where we were trying to yeah that one work yeah. Yeah. yeah we're trying to work out what to call it, but uh, yeah he must have bought another one then a yearling yeah. Um,
2: let's get back to some of these texts. Uh, hi, boys. Just your thoughts on Shared Ambition and especially Mount Popper, looking to back Mount Popper in a few futures markets. Uh, Duff, I'll come to you here. That, that, they would look. They were the two class horses in the race, and they delivered. Um, obviously, uh, Screw um, You know, softened up All Time Legend and just sort of set it up for them, didn't it?
3: Yeah, but, uh, but I think Shared Ambition. He had to, he was thrown in the deep end last preparation, trying to get to, you know Caulfield Cups, Melbourne Cups, whatever. I think Chris is back to the drawing board. Starts him off in a you know a high benchmark race here and training him like a mile, two thousand metre horse, and he's going to really react. So, uh, Master Stroke Blinkers first up and a good win and Ken train on. And uh, I, I say press the button if you want to take futures with Mount Popper. I like him a lot. Uh, he's got a, he reminds me of Master of Wine the previous year. He is a, he, he just had one soft trial going into the mile first up and I was worried he wouldn't adapt to a slowish tempo, but he did. He he over-travelled, he if anything, just being a bit fresh. He cruised up, lack match practice late. He'll, he's the biggest improver of the day for my eye and I'm happy to uh, call him a sleeper going into some big races. Beautiful.
2: Uh, let's get to another caller. Kurt's on the line. Morning, Kurt. Uh, morning, Dave, Dino, Ron, Munns, How are you, boys? Good Kurt. That's
5: the way. Good on you Munns, Welcome back, buddy.
1: Oh, thank you very much, Kurt. It's great to be here.
5: Nah, you're right. And I thought everyone was going to bag you today. And I was going to say thank you for fifteen dollars for Poland. Thank you for ten bucks, Newhart. Thank you for bucks eighty Cosmic Gossip yesterday. Eight sixty Lavina, Iron Edge, four bucks. Jeez, Kurt, that, that's what we
1: do. That's Can you what we go do on Kurt? Holiday
5: more often, buddy.
1: Well, as Santa says, mate it's always better to give than receive.
5: I, t- I tell you what, man I've said this before, and I've said it again. You might even know the person. Whoever invented fixed odds, please, I'm not worthy. Do you know who it was?
1: Uh, well, I wasn't around in uh, 1880 when the you know, bookies started put, putting them up. But what do you mean? No, no for,
5: fixed odds, mums. You were well, around fixed
1: fi- odds. Fixed odds betting at the tab. Well, mate, it was... Um, it was only it about was, a decade ago. Well, mate, please. No, no nah, it about was,
4: 1999, wasn't
1: it? Well, I, I started in 1999. Uh, fixed yeah. odds on the races uh, yeah, that's was... what I'm talking ra- about, races. The year 2000.
5: There you go. Yeah. I wasn't that far. I was a decade off. Mm, yeah.
1: And we were actually, I think you'll find, uh, we were betting uh, on the Saturday races when the Noms came out on Monday back in the year 2000.
5: Yeah, that's it. And I believe you were the first to, on the TV, to spruik them, like, before these other hipsters got on, like, started with the fixed odds.
1: I don't want to wrap myself, Kurt, but I was actually doing the markets.
3: Okay, well... Now, listen, I believe... That didn't, that congr- didn't last long either, Kurt. That's... No, it's when we, when we returned 33% the first year, they got someone else to do it, yeah.
5: <laughs> no, I know. And Munz, I'm, I'm happy we got rid of Jimmy the Jet, mate. I do not know how that guy got a walk-up start every weekend, but um, that's another story. I, I believe there's a congratulations in order here. I don't know if this has ever happened, boys. Last Thursday, the Sydney Institution, Invincible Bay at Kilmore... Floriet Pika, the Melbourne guru, packing them the same night. Is this a record, or has this happened before?
3: What's that, what, Kurt? What's that, Kurt?
5: Both your horses won on the same day. You and Dino, Ron. Oh, okay.
3: Oh, no, they did. Yes, yes. Floriet Pika <laughs> yeah. won, and uh, yeah, Daft's bolted in. And yeah, has I'll... that
5: ever happened, boys?
3: I don't know. I might yeah. have. With all the winners Dean gets, it might have happened in no. the past. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I, I didn't think that horse was much good, to tell you the truth. I couldn't have backed it. <laughs> uh, But someone thought he could win, and I'm uh, well, happy to see him win. So hopefully... Yeah, no,
5: that's right, Ronnie. That's good. Good on you to both you, Ronnie, I just want to say, I know trial form's trial form, but... When I like a horse and I like subsequent Frank trial form come out, it sort of it's better than not, that not happening. Andermatt, I don't know if you saw it two weeks ago, Ronnie, at Hawkesbury trial there with Miss Iska, which come out and run an OK second there in the Carline Group 3. And in that trial, Andermatt ran third and Varden second. I mean, not, not bad for Andermatt looking forward, eh, Ron?
3: Uh, yep, but it's uh, it's not easy this time of year but uh um, they'll they'll place him well good off and Fernanda Matt and uh, uh he did trial well enough. Um so we'll keep an eye on him, Kurt. If you've got him in your black book I'll I'll respect him.
2: Beautiful, thank you very much, Kurt. Talk another caller here. Chris morning,
6: Chris. Uh, morning guys, how are you going? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, my way. uh what That's have you got way for way. us? Oh, mate, um, look, I've been watching the, uh, two years old, uh, two year old, uh, horses race and, um, Chris Waller's got one by I Am Invincible. It's called She's All Class. Um, I think she's one to watch, um, over the, uh, coming car- uh, carnival coming up. Right. Um, I also go by the nickname of Kizzy. So I think Duff knows me by that name, um, but uh, you know that the the, um, the idea of punting is to make some money, isn't it? So sometimes you don't actually have to pick the winner to make some money. So if you have um, something each way on she's all class in other coming You're races, the- should do all right. There's Beautiful, there. she's Thank good at all, wasn't she? Yeah.
3: And then she um,
6: just didn't got have just a lot of luck at the coast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Mm. So
3: she's she's one to keep an eye on. Beautiful. Thank you
2: very much. What was he, what was the nickname? Tizzy. 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 I used to do that to Tizzy. my hair. Tizzy. Tizzy. I tell you what, uh, they come out of the woodwork, Munns, when you're back. So that's well, that's Dave, the uh, that's
1: the magnet. <laughs> well, it's good to see you. Uh, you know, oh. uh, and, uh, aren't you due for a bonus Dio. shortly, Dave, on ratings and oh. everything like that? Please, so, you know, I'll be getting hard. Please, that was amazing. You said you actually went to the races on Saturday. that. So you stretched your week out to what uh, sixteen hours?
2: Just yeah, just just decided. No, well, I'll, I'll be putting in some overtime. Don't worry about that. I'll certainly take should, your leaf yeah. out of your book. Did you want to go for three hours and then? go Go home, or did you just no, 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 just two and a half, just two and a half, please. Yeah, um, now, out. before we get to your horses to follow, gents, obviously the country championships and provincial championships, uh, well, they're going to be in full swing this weekend. Of course, we've got uh, two country championship qualifiers. We've got now on the Sunday, Coffs Harbour on the Saturday. What we're going to be doing uh, each Monday on Punners Postmortem, not this week, but After these qualifiers, I'll just get a bit of a comment from both of you. We'll assist our punters out there in terms of having a bet. But we open this on Friday, uh, Munns, just the country championship final market. And we'll Art Cadot, speaking of now, it's favourite at uh, 15, Fender 17, New King at um, 17 also, and Jailbreak at $21. But uh, I'm very excited to see Art Cadot
1: on Sunday as well. Yeah, well, the only horse there are any support for at the moment, Dave, is another one, and he was beaten on Saturday at Randwick. Jailbreak, uh, they're the top two seeds at the moment as regards to dollars invested. Then exotic deal, uh, to a lesser extent, Art Cadeau. and then a round of drinks on Nemeth uh, for Mitch Beer. So uh, yeah, now kicks off, and then out wider Spiranek, of course, is that horse uh, with Rod Northern was very very impressive. Was it Gosford? Yeah, uh, first up. Uh, a little bit of money for it. Tara, Jasmine—they're both twenty-six-dollar chances. But uh, just trying to see—it's—it's um, it's, it's very
2: interesting, very interesting this year, Duff, uh, because you know in years gone by we've had a clearly innocent, we've had a a victorum um, that we sort of you know have had that one that's maybe been in single digits. Um, but this year it's it's a lot more open. Considering you know we've got these lightly raced horses that um, trainers have been sort of keeping up their sleeve. It's going to be a, a real flurry these next couple of months.
3: Well, it's a, tri- it's a trick. There's an art to it because you can't have more than 20 starts and um, and then you, you've got to have your rating up high enough to get into the qualifying heat. So it's, it's a real tricky one to to assess as far as getting a real promising horse that hasn't hit their mark yet. Uh, so it, it, there's an art in firstly qualifying and then having the right horse on the day. So it's a, the market reflects that.
1: And a, a, a great... Well, congratulations to Anthony Manton because um, I was following a bit of social media when I was away, and Anthony went on his own bat, uh, and he's got a soft spot for the the, uh, the Southern Districts area. Being a boy from Gundagai, he went out on his own bat and tried to find horses that would run in the, the qualifying division down there. I think it's is it Albury this year, or is it back to Wagga? Uh, it's no, it's t- Wagga, 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 is it? Um, yeah. And and he put out, you know, oh, these are the horses that I think could, you know, run in the country championship qualifier and their ratings. Well, I noticed Dwayne Dow did it for the, yep. um, the 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 area, the the, the Hunter and Northwest up there. I think yep. Racing New South Wales might have even put out. Uh, yeah, they, a, a they couple put of out... areas. So it's actually yeah. given people the idea of the sort of horses that are going yeah. to potentially run in these country championship qualifiers, but it also gives the punters an idea of where some of these horses sit regarding their ratings because there's been a big, big discussion about... You know, Tamworth last year was uh, regarded as the strongest heat and there was horses that were close to benchmark 70 or mid-70s that weren't getting a run because of the depth of the the race at Tamworth and then uh, a few of those horses never got into the Tamworth heat, just sweated on getting a run in the the wild card at Musselbrook. So, you know, it's just a a different aspect and and when you're betting on these sort of futures races, um, you know, anything they can help the putters with is going to give them more interest to want to have a bet in it. It's going to be very interesting to see how Sunday unfolds. I think if you're a racing
2: fan, get out to Nowra and we'll be doing a lot of publicity for these venues and, and race clubs over the next couple of weeks. I'll be in Coffs on Wednesday morning live. I'll be in Nara on Friday morning and um, looking forward to chatting with Terry Robinson because with Art Cadot, um, you know, Tommy Berry locked in to go down to Nowra on Sunday. So I think the last time he headed south, he... He, uh, he rode a treble, so uh, it's good that we can get these good jockeys and, and good uh, trainers targeting these good races. Hopefully the crowd supports these areas. Right a uh, horses to follow. Uh, Dino, what's your horse to follow or horses to follow from Saturday?
4: Yeah, I'm going to uh, have a few. Uh, Mystery Shot, uh, who went terribly first up, went a lot better on Saturday. And I think what he, we know now of him is that he's looking for 1,600 metres. I thought that was a really good run. We've spoken at Ana, about Animo at length. I think he's a great winning chance. And the other horse that we mentioned also from the Autumn Stakes, Jet Propulsion. I think if he gets to Flemington in the Guineas, rides the speed, uh, I reckon second up he could give it a real shake, uh, Jet Propulsion.
3: Uh, I'm Mount Popper. Um, stick with him. He'll be placed right by Team Hawks. Skylab. Is still a, a raw baby, immature, but talent. He's a beauty. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's got so much to come. That horse. Yeah. Um. Don't know how far he can get this prep. Who knows? It could well be a Derby. And um, I'm on the Animo bandwagon. Uh, just too good a price compared to the to, to the filly. Mm, he was good. going to
1: run at that Newcastle meeting, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Skylab, and they ran the first four races and called the rest of the meeting off. So, and I reckon you might have taken a lot shorter price than. Well, I know he went up eleven dollars and was eleven dollars into five dollars fifty pretty quick Wednesday to Thursday, but he got back out about seven seven fifty by jump time Saturday.
3: Yeah, he got out to eight. He got out to eight and even a little bit better late. So I I, I couldn't understand why. Maybe because he paraded like a little baby, but he's 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 got he's got a motor.
2: Beautiful boys, uh, have a great uh, weekend, we'll chat next week, we've got the Apollo Stakes in Sydney, the uh, Tab Light Fingers, the Southern Cross Stakes, we've got uh, also the Triskay Stakes, a couple of benchmark races, so again, uh, and the Piero Plate as well, um, you mentioned it before, so that's uh, a look at Sydney, and what have we got down in Melbourne, we've got good racing Black continuing Caviar, down Black Caviar, Lightning, there. Black Caviar,
4: yeah, Bivouac, Nature Strip and Co, uh, and... Uh, The CSA Stakes for the three-year-olds, the next lead-up to the Guineas, the Vanity. Yeah, the Dirt, which, uh, yeah, I I think there'll be a couple of nice horses in the Dirt, and they might be more Sydney-bound than Blue Diamond-bound, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to that meeting too.
2: Beautiful. Have a great weekend, uh, fellas. Looking forward to next Monday already, and let's hope we can back some winners this week. And, and Dino, plenty of uh, love for you on the text line. The yesterday at uh, Ballarat safe, S-A-I-F. Got the chocolates, uh, your little nibble in the slipper, massive odds. I think plenty of people followed you in, so well done, mate. Yeah,
4: he won't be winning a slipper, but he won yesterday for us anyway. That's the main thing.
2: Outstanding. Have a great week, guys. Terrific. See you, guys. Thanks, guys. See you, mate.